Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B. Let's talk about how I can help you figure your shit out when it comes to all the BS and the trends in the nutrition and fitness industry. I am a nutrition coach that understands the hurdles that women face every day, as I too am a wife and a mother, which is why a sustainable lifestyle can't just consist of tracking your macros. Join me each week as I, or sometimes we, talk about everything from health, wellness, nutrition, mindset, body, and fitness. The goal of this podcast is to have you think more about your habits and behaviors, your relationship with food, and for you to get really curious about where you are right now and where you want to be. If you've been struggling with your health and wellness and achieving your goals, you cannot afford to miss out on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B, and today I'm going to be talking all things client struggles around macro tracking and hitting specific targets. If there's one thing that I get a lot of questions about, or even when I have a client intake form completed, it will be that question of like, well, I'm not sure if I know how to macro track or macro tracking can be super frustrating or I've given up because calorie counting is bullshit. So basically what I want to do is kind of go over um, the specifics around macro tracking and hitting targets, that kind of thing. And then I'll probably do another episode where I, I talk about planning and how to be prepared and all that kind of stuff when it comes to the actual um, management of your actual macros. But I think it's important to kind of just talk a little bit about this because I think there's confusion around like macros is an actual diet, which it's not. It's really a method of tracking metrics and specific measurements. So, or sorry, uh, micronutrients. So like macros, you're going to track your carbs, your fats, your proteins, you can track your fiber, but you can also track micronutrients within, um, most tracking apps as well. Okay. So I think if we were to kind of break down the difference between macro tracking and calorie counting, um, yeah, macros are specific to your, or macro tracking is specific to your macronutrients. Okay. So your carbs, your fats, your protein, but just understand that by default macros equate to calories. Okay. But I think that what's important is that with macro tracking, you provide your body with the optimal amounts of each macronutrient profile. There's a lot of times when I have clients that come to me and they don't actually have any idea of how many carbs or fats they're eating or protein. They don't even understand why they're constipated because they don't know how much fiber they're they're taking in. So this is where macro counting, tracking, whatever you want to call it, comes into play. Whereas calorie counting is just that. It's just basically counting calories. Okay, so you're not monitoring the amount of individual macronutrient profiles. You're monitoring the specifics to um, calories and calories alone. Okay, so the thing is, is that I think neither is 100% accurate. I think that um, it's important to understand that nothing will be. You cannot be perfect at this. It is the, you know, in my opinion, when people come to me and they want, they want to know, like, what's the best method for you know, understanding nutrition, I think macros slash calorie counting is a, is a foundational um, approach because it helps you understand the composition of your food, number one, and it helps create awareness because again, and this is what I have my clients do in the very beginning is like distract their intake. Like there's no uh, specific targets. And I, I always say like, include the things that 
you think you might deem bad, but include those because it's important to see like, okay, yeah, like maybe I have, you know, um, a chocolate bar every single day. Not that that's bad. Maybe I do, um, you know, only eat once a day. Um, maybe there's a, there's a chance that you're always stopping at the drive-thru, right? When you track that, it creates awareness. Okay. And it creates awareness around how much food you're eating. So like, again, going back to, um, you know, that struggle, is it because it's just too much work or you just don't understand it? And in my opinion, I don't think tracking is too much work. It doesn't take much time at all. Right. But then the question comes back to the client of like, do you actually need to track? And again, if you're not familiar with tracking, this may not be something you can answer right away, but I would, um, I would ask the question of like, what's good about tracking? What's not, what's bad about tracking, right? You know, um, really create that awareness around that because you might have assumptions around tracking and you need to break down some of those thoughts, but I don't think anybody needs to do anything. I'm not saying you have to macro track. You don't even have to macro track to work with um, the coaches here at MBF. However, I do think it's just a really good tool to help create awareness, okay? But I think to go back to the basics, um, tracking your macros is based on um, an individual and it's specific to your goals, okay? Again, you know, you could be using this to lose body fat. You can use it to maintain. You can use it to gain muscle mass, right? Because and, and performance. Because again, if you're someone who doesn't do well at your sport or you want to improve um, PRs and stuff like that, maybe it's time you start tracking because maybe you don't eat enough carbohydrates or total calories. And this is a great way to do it because I'll tell you this right now. We're not great at estimating anything when it comes to food. Our portions are, <laughs> I think we, we over or sorry, sorry, underestimate how much we actually eat. So our portions are usually way larger than what we think. Okay. And we think specific foods have protein and they actually don't. Okay. There's a lot of confusion out there. So again, I think that this is something that helps create that awareness. Now, again, going back to the basics of like, um, what will this do for you? You have to ask the question of like, what, how's, how will this benefit me? Okay. And if you like the idea of tracking or kind of like you're leaning a little bit into that because you're kind of curious, then do it. You won't know what it's like to be a macro tracker or to track your calories or macros at all if you don't try it. Right. So now let's go back down to maybe even understanding the different levels of tracking. Again, I think that the assumption is, is like when I have a client who checks in and, or, um, is somebody who's new, they just assume they have to track everything. And it's like straight out of the gate, you got to track, you know, protein, fats, and carbs, you know, fiber, all your like vitamins and all the, all your minerals and stuff like that. But uh, that is not true. I think that in order to get started, you just got to get started. You don't have to be an expert, um, to get results. You just need to be starting. And I think that's really important to understand is that we've all had to start. I mean, I did meal plans for the longest time and then you know, when flexible dieting started to come in, well, actually, if it fits your macros came into play and then, you know, you know, they were starting to use the word flexible dieting. I was, I was curious. I'm like, what you mean? I can hit, I can get results by eating a pop tart or having, you know, pizza or, you know, like, I don't know, like even having fruit, like a lot of those misconceptions sit there because we're, we're, we're living off of meal plans that are so restrictive, Right. But at the end of the day, if we're seeking fat loss, it's a calorie equation, right? Maintenance, same thing. Same with uh, gaining muscle mass or putting on weight. Okay, so 
Um, you don't have to be an expert to, to track to get results. Um, you can do calories only. It's very basic. It's foundational understanding calories. Because again, if you, if you, if you don't understand your calorie values and or what you're eating, you shouldn't even be asking somebody how often you should be eating throughout the day or um, like, yeah, does meal timing have an impact or like what supplements should I take? Again, if you understand calories first, then you'll see where you need to, if at all, have to supplement things like even protein. People ask me this all the time. Like, should I be supplementing protein powder? Well, let's let's zoom out for a second. Track your intake, see how much protein you're eating to begin with and then or actually track your calories first, track your protein. And then maybe we need to look at what we can do to improve that. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're throwing protein powder in right away, which by the way, protein powder is fine. You can supplement with it. Um, so you can do calories only, or then you can do calories plus protein. And I think that's the sweet spot. I think that's a great place for everyone to be. You don't have to start off there again, calories first, and then moving into protein. Protein is the hardest macronutrient profile to hit. Um, not a, not a lot of people love protein. Plus I think there's a misconception behind protein. Like we just assume it's just animal protein, but there are a lot of uh, different sources of protein. So like playing around with just that one macronutrient makes it easy and not caring where uh, fats and carbs are. Because again, remember what I said in the very, very beginning, by default, your macronutrients profiles will equate to your calories. So if you understand your calories and you're at least dialing in your protein values or trying to understand how much protein you are and you want to increase it, as long as you're hitting your calorie goals and your protein goals, somewhere along the lines, your carbs and fats are where they need to be to equate to those calories. Okay. Now, here's the other thing though. If you feel like you are like, you've been tracking long enough, you really want to dial in your body composition and or performance goals or whatever. This is where tracking all three macronutrient profiles can absolutely be beneficial. And then you add in the fiber as well, because I think it's just, it, it helps you take that, that level or it helps you go to the next level. You're eating adequate protein on a regular basis. And in fact, when you're in a calorie deficit, having an abundance of uh, protein and fiber is going to help you manage your fat loss phase because you're going to be hungry as fuck. So you want to be able to manage that. Okay. So there's that aspect of it as, as well. Um, but I think that, uh, at the end of the day, um, tracking all three macronutrient profiles plus calories. So everything right is great for experienced trackers and just somebody who wants to level up and really challenge themselves. Maybe you've been stuck. Maybe this is something that you need to do. Maybe, um, you're someone who fears carbohydrates um, and you want to learn how to eat more carbs. So like this is where, okay, yeah, let's have a target. Let's challenge those thoughts. Let's challenge those behaviors around carbohydrates. So when it comes to tracking your food, um, I guess the question would be like, what's the best method? Again, first question I get is often like, what app should I be using? Um, how do you track your macros? Am I writing this stuff down? What does that look like? Um, okay, you need an app. You need an app that's going to track calories, proteins, um, <clears throat> carbs and fats, f fibers, micros. It's up to you completely. Um, I use personally in the past, I've, I've, I dabbled in my fitness pal, but I didn't really love it. But my fitness pal is great. But I personally use um, my net diary. I use it. Um, always have. I just feel like it's user user friendly. There's other ones like Macros Plus, Lose It, Chromator. Like there's a lot. There's there's big names out there that have their own um, apps too, that help essentially coach you. Right. 
So it just depends on what you're looking for, how much you want to pay, because some are free, some are not. And then just like, just find one and, and take action. <laughs> There's really no right or wrong. But I will say, in most cases, when you're working with a coach, my fitness pal is usually the baseline of, and foundational one that everybody uses because it's been around for so long. It's often the one that's integrated the most with a coaching platform. So if you have a coach that does check-ins, like my um, automated um, check-in system does integrate MyFitnessPal, but it also integrates Macros Plus, I believe, and Chronometer. So um, I think that it just depends, right? Again, though, you can use Lose It. You can use Macros Plus, whatever that looks like for you. As long as you are... Um, liking it and you can stick to it. That's really what it's all about. The power of these apps is absolutely work, uh, worth it because tracking is overwhelming. And I think that, well, in the very beginning until you get, you understand it. And I just feel like the apps as you know, technology is, is accelerating through these apps. I think that is just making it a little bit easier. Um, I don't think that it's, um, something that's difficult. I do think that it's a limiting belief when you think that it's difficult. You make assumptions about it. But again, everything requires um, practice. You know, building new habits and behaviors, tracking is a, is a new behavior and you have to create the habit around it. So like you have to give yourself time and it's not going to happen overnight. So I think that allowing yourself to have some patience is important. Um, but take the time to figure out how, how to search foods, to create recipes, um, to adjust your serving sizes, okay? And if one particular app is super, super difficult, then don't use that app. Find a different one, okay? Now, the one thing that I would say for sure is that if you're new to tracking and you just want to utilize it, using the apps and their predicted values for your calories, it's not ideal, Generally speaking, in my opinion, they're created to put you in a deeper deficit than probably what's required because they want to sell you on fat loss. Okay. So they want you, you, they want you to stick with the app. They want you to buy all the bells and whistles and do all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, is that with the apps, they actually don't know where you are right now, which is why it's important if you have a coach that you start with the baseline of where you are right now. Do we need to, you know, figure that out? You know, maybe there's a reason why you don't feel like you can stick to your plan when you're always under eating or you don't eat enough protein or, you know, you skip meals and you have days where you barely even eat. This is the power of the apps, right? But again, don't stick to those values because they could be completely off base. They don't know who you are as an individual or where you are right now. Now, when it comes to how to weigh and measure your food, I get this question all the time. Again, it's a struggle because I'll have clients who will check in and they'll be like, well, I don't know how to measure pasta or I don't know how to measure my, um, my proteins. Like, I don't know, like, should I be weighing them, you know, or tracking them raw versus cooked? So I think what's important to understand, that's going to be in the how accurate you want to be kind of category. But at first you can choose to eyeball your portions and then just track them. And that is fine. It's a starting point, but understand going back to what I said before, it's sometimes we can really, really be poor or, or what's the word I want to use? We are not great at estimating. So, um, it's, it's a baseline. Okay. Um, but I think the next step would be to use measuring cups and like your spoons and stuff. Like, honestly, that's why we have them. You know, when you think about recipes, that's why you follow a recipe so that it tastes great and you get the, the accurate ingredients. So, um, I think that that's, you know, an option, but then the next step to be a little bit more accurate would be to weigh your food. And I mean, you can still use 
spoons and, and measuring tools in terms of like cups, but weight in grams or um, milliliters in liquids is actually the most accurate probably, okay? Um, but again, weighing food will help gain awareness about what portions would look like. So again, like, especially think about it this way. If you do this often enough, now you can go out to a restaurant and you can kind of like look at it and think, oh, that's about four ounces of chicken breast or, you know, that, that, that burger probably had about a six ounce patty. That's what tracking can do for you. And if you do it accurately in the very beginning and practice, 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 you're going to be able to navigate outside of your own house, which is amazing. Okay. I know the first couple of weeks will seem overwhelming and that is to be expected, but it's not forever, okay? Give yourself the time to weigh measure. And also, I want you to get very curious because this is the one struggle within tracking that I do hear a lot about and that's like almost like the shame that you feel or yeah, it's shame. Like you somehow shouldn't be weighing or measuring your food in front of anybody else or you feel weird doing it. You got to get curious about that. Why do you feel weird? Because other people aren't doing it. Again, we don't compare ourselves to other people. If you want to address your lifestyle, you want to, you know, improve your habits and behaviors, you want to lose weight, get stronger, whatever it is, you have to remember what's most important for you. And if right now you want to, you want to get a grasp on how much you're eating, your portions and all that. There is nothing wrong with wanting to weigh and measure your food. Now, diet culture might come screaming at you and say that is disordered eating. However, I truly do believe that it's important to have some foundations. If you are someone who gets obsessive about certain things around tracking numbers and stuff like that, it may not be ideal. But I'm sorry, you still need to have some sort of cognitive awareness, restraint around the intake of food if you are trying to achieve some goals, specifically to body composition. So you got to figure out what that looks like for you. And again, you don't have to micromanage, weigh every morsel of food. It depends on your level of tracking and what your goal is. If you are a bodybuilder and you're trying to get shredded, you need to be doing the thing. You have to do it all. But if you're someone who's just trying to lose a few pounds, you know, gain some muscle mass, maybe increase your performance, you're not weighing your tomato slice. That's, it's not happening. Okay. But let's get into the, the way your food accurately, and then, um, maybe talk a little bit about labels. And then, um, I think that'll be it for this podcast episode because I don't want to overwhelm you either. Um, I think it's best if you want to get accurate, here are some steps. So raw versus cook, just pick one and stick to it. But I would argue that raw will be the best. However, think about what's going on with your life. Is it ideal for you to weigh that raw piece of chicken when you're trying to cook for your family? Because then you'd have to separate your chicken that you just weighed. How, how about just going in with the version of like cooked? And I'm sure you can find it in your app. Just remember, however you eat your food, consume your food is essentially kind of how you would track it. So if you're eating raw broccoli, track it as raw broccoli. If you're eating cooked rice, cooked rice, right? Now, again, going back to packages and stuff like that, a lot of them are going to be based on like, um, either it's going to say prepared or not. So you gotta, you gotta look at the labels and understand what they're saying, but also too look in the app, get curious about it. Like don't just track and just forget about it. Look at the actual entry. If you're tracking, um, something like, let's say for instance, an apple, if you're tracking an apple and all it has is calories and no, and no carbohydrates, and no fats and everything else, you got to ask yourself the question of like, 
is this an accurate entry for me if I'm trying to track my specific macros? It's okay if you're tracking calories, but it's missing the macronutrient profiles. So you might want to find a different entry. But once you find these entries, once you find things that are, you know, staples within your diet, within your tracking app, use those consistently, right? You can copy and paste a lot of these things. Every app is going to be different. So I can't really comment on what that looks like. But I mean, I know in my app, I can copy and paste for days, especially if I have specific meals that I eat on a regular basis, like my pancake recipe. Like it's, I could copy and paste that every single day because that's what I eat unless I change a topping. Um, But, you know, find things within the tracking um, protocol, I guess, that make it easier for you. Um, Fruits and vegetables, weigh and measure the version that makes it easier for you. Again, like, um, I think that's important. When it comes to um, weighing your food, I think it's important to understand that there is a tear button for all food scales. So use it. Um, That means like if you were to like create a bowl, let's say, say for instance, like you're doing like a, a, a grains bowl and you have a base of lettuce and all these different veggies and then you've got some starch going in there. What you would do is you put the bowl on, tear it. Now it's at zero. Put in your grain. Maybe you're putting in some quinoa or some rice. Put in the, the target goal for you. So maybe it's 60 or 100 grams of, of quinoa. Put it in there. Tear it. Okay. Then you're going to add in your cheese. However much that is. Tear it. That's how you build a bowl when you're trying to weigh and measure specific ingredients. Okay. And that can even be the same for like if you're someone who wants to create some kind of like casserole dish for yourself with individual ingredients. You don't have to micromanage it, but that would be ideal. Now, when it comes to something that you see or that's been made for you, that's where you can guesstimate. And there's lots of, lots of uh, similar ideas in your apps. You just got to find the one that's best suited, best, you know, that relates kind of similar to what you're eating. Um, Sometimes even with fast food joints, um, if you're at a different restaurant, it might be ideal to just choose one or the other. Uh, but something that's similar, um, like if you go to Earl's versus a keg or a cactus club or something like that, um, down in the States, whatever those restaurants look like for you, find um, similar items. People ask me this all the time. They struggle with how to track casseroles, um, lasagnas, homemade foods. Again, just do your best. You can deconstruct it. Like I just said, you can deconstruct something and put it into your app as well. Okay. So labels can be tricky and they're inaccurate. I just want to say this. This would be the last thing. Um, that I would want to talk about in this specific episode. Um, Tracking apps are off as well. They're all going to be rounding, labels round. Um, There could be inconsistencies with how people customize entries, uh, especially in MyFitnessPal. You're relying on people who have come in and they've uploaded their own recipes, their own food choices or their own food categories or whatever. There's a lot of big companies out there that create meals in... in, um, in cookbooks, sell their cookbooks, and then say, hey, those are those entries are found on MyFitnessPal. And in most cases, you're going to find that those, specifically coaches who do this, they're going to be pretty accurate in terms of like their macronutrient profiles, and they won't be rounded. They're going to be based on their specific ingredients in their recipe. But they're based on rounding of what's in the apps themselves, right? So there's always going to be a plus or minus. I would, I would bank on at least 10 to 20% on labels. Um, so just keep in mind, food labels can be rounded and the serving sizes can be confusing. So read closely to ensure that the serving size you're inputting is what you're actually consuming. They can be tricky. Okay. Use weight as often as you can, as it is the most accurate way to measure. Okay. 
Um, when you're tracking fat, you're looking for total fat. When you're tracking carbs, you want total carbs. There are lots of apps, specifically I think MyFitnessPal that does net carbs, but if you're looking for total carbohydrates, because fruit and vegetables also have carbs, fibers, they, they, they have a value of like, I think it's one to four calories per gram. That's why they allot them in there. That's why we choose to not use my net or, or net carbs because the value still matters. We, do, we don't know what those individual amounts are. So in, in most cases, it's just um, assumed and put into the carbs. And I've, I would far sooner have people tracking total carbs than net carbs based on that, um, the, the inaccuracy of it. Or um, I think it's better, better to be safe than sorry because we don't know, right? Um, I think that protein should be completely, it should always be in there. But again, when you're looking at your entries, pay attention. Like if you're eating a chicken breast and all it has is calories and there's a little bit of fat, but it didn't show any protein in the actual entry, it's because somebody did put that in there and it's not accurate. Don't forget that you can um, scan your, your labels, but there will be errors. There's been tons of times where I've had clients say they've, uh, they've um, tried to uh, essentially upload or scan like um, a product and it came up with a different name. Okay, pay attention to that. You might have to do your own entry, okay? If you can't find the, the product or you have no idea because it has no code, find something similar in the app. And I just think that you should just check these entries. At the end of the day, it's really, really important to just be consistent with how you put your entries in, but also let, you know, get curious about the negative thoughts that you have. There's, there's no way in hell you're going to be perfect at this. And there, I, I mean, I don't have clients that check in that hit their macros hundred percent. I don't strive for that either. There should always be a plus or minus, but also lean into the discomfort of the fact that there is inaccuracies and we're humans. We're going to make errors. You might be tracking something and then forget to track it, um, uh, the next day, right? Like, oops, I had that and I forgot. So give yourself some grace, but also understand you need to give yourself a lot more time to get familiar with the apps. And before you give up, get curious as to why you're giving up. And like, this is where I think the, uh, the next episode would be highly beneficial when I talk about like meal prep and planning, because that is part of the problem with macro tracking is that you're not really looking ahead, planning in, in advance. And that what's that's, then you start playing macro Tetris and it becomes very frustrating and you just say, fuck it. That's not where you want to be. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that's it. I, I think that it is a struggle. It's frustrating, but I think it's probably because there's a lot of, um, narrative around that. I mean, you, you might even hear in the biz that, you know, a fitness biz that, Oh, cal you don't need to count your calories or macro tracking is bullshit. But I would argue, um, in my, uh, coaching business and most coaches that I've, I've, uh, you know, collaborated with or talked to, They've all used macros or calorie counting at, at one point in time with their clients and it's up to the client to decide whether or not it's beneficial. So again, you don't have to do any of this. However, if you are struggling, get curious, ask yourself why are you making it more than what it is? Are you making assumptions about it? Because again, I think that if you get a little bit more curious about why you have these thoughts around macros and targets and stuff like that you will probably understand the, the why, and then you can start to work on like changing that narrative. Okay. That's it. That's all I have for you. Um, I will see you guys on the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. And don't forget to tag me at Motivate and Be Fit and follow or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. And please don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows the podcast to grow while helping more people figure their shit out. Chat to you next week.